0: This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting the next installment of Fargo. Fargo, starring Chris Rock and Jason Schwartzman, premieres with back-to-back episodes Sunday, September 27th at 9 p.m. on FX and streams next day FX on Hulu.
1: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. We have a great show for you. Four brilliant contestants are here to play our nerdy games. They're backstage breaching data. And only one of them will be our big winner. Our guest is Nantare Guma Mbaho Mwine. You might know him from his role in Treme, based in New Orleans, or as Ronnie on the Shy, based in the south side of Chicago. So my strongest memory of Chicago is going to the mirror maze on Navy Pier and having a total panic attack, because I could not find my way out. Have you ever seen your own failure reflected back to you in 100 different directions? I have. In our first game, we'll imagine bad video games based on movies like Steven Spielberg's Super Mario Bridge of Spies, or my favorite, World of War Horse. But first, let's meet our contestants. First up, Lauren Girard on buzzer number one. You're studying drama therapy at NYU. Welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. Your opponent is Julian Bilker on buzzer number two. You're a production manager for Experiential Marketing. Welcome.
0: Thanks. Happy to be here.
2: Okay, Lauren and Julian, the first of you who wins two of our games will go on to our final round. So let's start with a trivia game called Not What I Nintended. In this game, we're going to imagine what would happen if some unlikely movies were adapted into video games. We'll describe a made-up video game. You tell us which movie it's based on. Ring in to answer. Here we go. If you like Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, you'll love this game. As a member of the jury, max out on your charisma score by convincing 11 other jurors not to convict. Lauren. 12 Angry Men. Yes! (laughs) That is correct.
1: A life simulator in the style of Animal Crossing. Guide your main character from age 6 to 18, but you have to play it in real time over the course of 12 years. Julianne. Boyhood. Boyhood is correct.
2: Isn't that just every video game? You just play it continually for 12 years (laughs) of your life while you go through adolescence and turn into a man? In this business simulator akin to Roller Coaster Tycoon, you'll work to buy back your Southside Chicago cosmetology business while enjoying the voice work of Ice Cube and Cedric the Entertainer. Both of them are shaking their head. Oh, Julian. Barbershop? Yeah, that's correct.
1: It's a mystery game in the style of Detective Pikachu, but instead of a sleuthing Pokemon, you play a single mom. Follow the clues to uncover a history of corporate corruption and environmental exploitation. Lauren.
3: Erin Brockovich.
1: Yeah, you got it.
2: If you try to start this game, your video game console will tell you, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Archung, Puzzle Guru, would you like to give our contestants a hint?
4: There is a year in the name. A year we've already lived through. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Julian, 2001 the Space Odyssey? Yeah!
5: That's right. Very nice.
2: Lauren, I take it you haven't seen that movie. No. Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) Highly skippable.
2: I think so. The year has passed.
1: (laughs) It's about the past. It's about the past. It's a historical film. (laughs) And they got a lot of things wrong, so. This is your last clue. In the adaptation of this 2011 tribute to silent film that won the Oscar for Best Picture, enter the cheat code up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A to unlock full-color graphics. Lauren.
3: The artist.
1: Yeah, that's
4: right. (laughs) Puzzle Guru Art Chung, how did our contestants do? We have a tie, so hands on your buzzers. Oh, boy. Here's your tiebreaker question. In the vein of Nintendogs, Train and care for a Bengal tiger while drifting on a lifeboat. Lauren. The life of Pi. That's right. Congratulations. You're one step closer to the final round.
2: In our next game, we'll play clips of students learning guitar. It will sound just like a college dorm. Let's check in with our contestants. Lauren. Lauren. So you like to travel, and you traveled to Turkey for a month and a half, mm-hmm. and kind of learned a little how to dance like a whirling dervish. So
3: we were able to actually view a Sufi mystic ceremony, yeah. and they encouraged us to get up and spin if we felt like it.
2: And you went for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're actually doing the physical act of spinning, how were you dizzy? Did they kind of give you some markers to spot and tips? I fell over. <laughs> all right yeah well I think that's appropriate for the first time okay fantastic Julian you used to work for the Oprah show it's true hmm okay so how much easier was it to get things done because
0: you could say I need it for the Oprah show Um, We had a show where we were going to do a cooking segment, and we realized one of the ovens wasn't working. It was missing, like, one really specific weird part. So rather than buy a new oven or try to find this really specific part, I found somebody who had it, and I was on the phone with him. I said, I know this is super ridiculous, but I really need it by, like, 7 o'clock tomorrow morning so we can install it. And he was like, what is this? I said, well, it's for a TV show. We're taping this thing. He's like, it's not for Oprah, is it? (laughs) I said, yeah, it is. it's for Oprah. And he was like, you're not serious. And I said, yeah, I'm serious. And he said, well, my mom would really want me to do a favor for Oprah.
6: <laughs>
2: so let's go to your next game. So this is an audio quiz called Guitar Heroes. Jonathan Colton, you play guitar, right?
1: That's, yes, some would say.
2: <laughs> How long did it take you to learn?
1: My entire life. It's very difficult. It takes forever.
2: Okay, that sounds super easy. Uh, well... <laughs> So for this game, we went to the Brooklyn Guitar School and recorded some enthusiastic beginner guitar students attempting to shred some of their favorite tunes. So contestants buzz in and identify what these future rock stars are trying to play. You can either give me the song title or the artist. And remember, they are just starting out. So be nice. Lauren, you won the last game, so you win this, and you are off to the final round. Julian, you need to win this, or you have to join a Santana cover band. Mm. Here's your first clip.
3: Uh, my name is Jennifer Moon. I've been playing for five weeks.
0: Lauren. Lauren.
2: Smoke on the Water. That is not this particular tune. <laughs> Julian, can you steal? Is it Iron Man? Iron Man, yeah. <clears throat> Black Sabbath's Iron Man. Let's hear from our next student musician. My name is Laura Narima. I've been playing guitar
0: for about a year and two months. Sweet Child of Mine. Sweet
2: Child of Mine, Guns and Roses, is correct.
1: That is a very hard guitar part to play.
2: Yeah, And see, she's been doing it for a year and, what did she say, a year and a couple of months? Yeah. Slash had to start somewhere. Yes. (laughs) This next song is a staple.
7: Uh, My name is Paul Smolera. I've been playing guitar for, what's it been, two and a half years?
2: Julian, Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven. It is hard to imagine that song even longer, but now, now you can have the slow dance you always wanted. OK, let's hear something a little more recent. My name is Jasmine Ramos, and I've been playing
0: guitar for around two years.
2: Lauren. DNCE. Yeah, that's correct. I know, you said it so crazy, like you were scared of it. DNCE is correct. Cake by the Ocean. Do you love that song? You're having an explosion over there. I've seen them live. Here's a classic.
0: My name is Rachel Goyette. I've been playing guitar for about 11 weeks
2: Let's go to Arch Young for a hit.
4: (laughs) Uh, That song was released in the United States in 1965 as a single with uh, We Can Work It Out.
2: Lauren. The Beatles. Yeah, good guess. (laughs) Day Tripper. Before we find out who won the game, let's hear it for the students at the Brooklyn Guitar School. All right, Puzzle Guru, Archung, how did our contestants do?
4: Congratulations, Julian. You won that game. So you each won a game, so it's time for a quick game three. I'll give you a category, and you'll go back and forth, naming things that fall into that category. The first contestant to mess up will be eliminated. Buzz in to answer first. Here's your category. Name the nine fielding positions in baseball. (laughs) Julian, you're up. Shortstop. That is correct. Lauren. First base. Correct. Second Ju- base. Julian, correct. Lauren. Third base. <laughs> correct. Julian. Left field. Correct. Lauren. Right field. Correct. Julian. Catcher. Correct. Lauren. Pitcher. Correct. Julian, there's one more. Mid
0: outfield.
4: <laughs> no, I'm sorry, the last position is called center field. I'm sorry, Julian, we have to say goodbye to you. Lauren, congratulations, you're moving on to the final round. up we'll find out who will face off against Lauren in our
2: final round and we'll meet our guest the multi-talented Antare Guma Mumbaho Muwine he likes to dress up as inspirational figures and post the photos onto Instagram I do the same thing which is why there are so many photos of me dressed as Airbud I'm Ofira Eisenberg and this is Ask Me Another from
0: NPR oh <laughs> This message comes from NPR sponsor Candid's Foundation Directory Online for nonprofits in search of grant funding. FDO helps you see which funders are most likely to support your cause. FDO gives you access to the insights you need to build robust prospect lists and connect with the right grantmakers to meet your fundraising goals. Discover how Candid's FDO can help you win funding to support your mission-critical work at fdo.org/npr. This message comes from NPR sponsor Dell. When you talk to a Dell Technologies Advisor, they're focused on you, ready to give advice on everything from laptops to the cloud, and offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready for what's next. Call a Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL.
1: Support also comes from Yext, the next big thing in search. Have you ever gone to a company's website, typed a question into their search, and gotten nowhere? If your website can't answer your customers' questions, Yext Answers can help. Yext Answers is an innovative site search product that helps your website grow your business. Go to yext.com for a free trial today. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with puzzle guru Archang. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. He's appeared on The Nick, Treme, and as Ronnie in Showtime's The Shy. Please welcome Ntare Guma Mumbahu Muine. Yeah! Thank you, thank you for having me. What a warm welcome. Thanks for being on our show. Thank you so much.
6: It's a thrill to be here.
2: So in your family growing up, both of your parents are academically minded. Your father, Harvard graduate, lawyer and banker. Your mother, psychologist and
6: a teacher. You were drawn to acting. I know. I really took years off their lives when they heard that. Really? Yes. It was a shock to the system. Especially not, you know, I think for anyone in that field. But you add to that, which you forgot to add, which I'll point out, my parents are Ugandan. So African parents, immigrant parents you would think, are like, you know, there's only one way, one direction, and it's not the arts, usually. So <laughs> Right.
2: Right. They, wanted, they were like, you're not yeah. going to be able to support yourself yeah, and make a mark. Exactly. So what were they trying to maybe steer you
6: towards? Ideally, they would have hoped maybe oh. law. Law. My grandfather was archbishop. Of Uganda, so maybe yeah. if I could have been a priest. Sure. <laughs> I've played a priest since then.
2: <laughs> That's, well, I'm sure they were happy <laughs> yeah, about they that. Were. Yes, they were. Okay, but now you have this very successful career, yeah, so yeah. I'm sure they they're, they changed. Acquiesced.
6: Yes, when I was able to, my father, both my parents were really supportive. Uh, my dad came from Uganda to see me perform at the Steppenwolf Theater like years ago, and my mom when I performed at the Kennedy Center in D.C. Oh, yeah. So they were really, you know really great, grateful for the, the breaks that I've had. So uh, when this comes on the air, I will send a link to my mom so she can hear it uh, in Uganda, which would be great. That makes me very, very yeah, happy. Yeah. Yeah. You star in Showtime's
2: The Shy is Ronnie, a character that has been described as, uh, well, he means well, but he, he has a hard time. And this character... Gets himself in a lot of rough situations. He tries to make amends. Things turn against him a lot. He, he doesn't have a lot of luck on his path to goodness.
6: Yes, he's somebody who who's, thinks with his heart. His heart's on his sleeve and, and, and then realizes afterwards that his heart's gotten him in the wrong places. And, and it's, it's a little too late. And he's in a mess. Um, he means well, but doesn't always do well.
2: Yeah, it's a complicated role, yeah. Ronnie. And I mean, as an actor, uh, you said that you were very nervous about taking on this character yeah. and you had to approach him from the outside in.
6: Yeah. What does uh, that mean? Um, it was, because I am I was born in New Hampshire. My parents are from Uganda. Uh, so the world that Ronnie lives in or orbits around was totally foreign to me. Uh, so for me, that meant doing tons of research and still feeling foreign, but having to, you know, being thrown in the deep end, so to speak. I didn't have, I could have taken years to sort of do more research and get, but we were starting to film and I was just like, okay, let me try what I've got. And hopefully I'm not fired tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, And it started to get a little more comfortable as the season went on, but you know, you hit the ground running.
2: Absolutely. You have done a lot of Theatre developed a a solo show that actually ran at the Public Theatre here in New York City in 2003 called Biro, Mm -hmm. inspired by a relative of yours. What was it about this man's particular story that you thought you had to tell now?
6: Yeah, well, he was HIV positive, living in Uganda when there was no access to treatment or care back in the 80s, and he smuggled his way illegally into the United States. He was basically like a medical refugee, and we don't think of people who sometimes can't get treatment where they are, and they come to the U.S. for that Mm -hmm. um, because they had access to drugs here. And he landed in jail, and it was through his story that I felt it addressed issues of immigration, issues of uh, HIV/AIDS advocacy, issues of lack of treatment. And so I thought this was a really an important story to tell, and it was coming up to the twentieth anniversary of the. HIV pandemic. This was back when I did it in 94. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I went with a tape recorder and interviewed him. And from those interviews, created the solo piece that my first play that I'd ever written. And I had never imagined that it would go beyond, you know, I rented the National Theater in Uganda just to do it there. and, And next thing I knew, four years later, I was doing it all over the world, over a dozen countries including the public theater. And so it was was a blessing. And he, I'm grateful to say, is still alive and kicking and is back home in Uganda and doing well.
2: That's fantastic. So
6: he'll listen to this, too. He will listen to this, too.
2: Okay, so, you know, I have to mention this, because in addition to having this television career, in addition to performing live theater, you also are an accomplished documentary photographer. Your work has been exhibited at the United Nations, in Vanity Fair, and museums across the country. So what inspired you to go, you know what, I don't want to only appear on that side of the camera, I want to be on the other side of the it's camera. It's
6: called The Curse of Being an Artist. I think it's like... <laughs> It's you know how it is you have to create constantly, constantly. And so if I'm not acting or if I'm not writing or I'm, I'm behind the camera shooting obscure things uh, so I'm always like taking things in and trying to figure out how to you know share them and process them and
2: uh, what, what subjects are you drawn to as far as right the...
6: now I have a 14 a month old daughter so congratulations manzi we just had her baptism yesterday here <laughs> she's been my muse of late yeah yeah
2: so, Entreme, you actually had to learn how to convincingly play a chef, yeah. even though you were a vegetarian and couldn't eat a lot of the food you were preparing.
6: Well, being a vegetarian and working in New Orleans. <laughs> right. And I also don't drink. So, so they just, they were like. It's the worst place. They thought I was an alien. <laughs> you know, or, or I was like on some extreme form of treatment or like some weird ailment that needed, you know, it did not make any sense. Right. Because so. you couldn't say you were pregnant. No. So. <laughs> exactly. I should have used that.
2: <laughs> yes, them. So uh so it was uh, as an actor just doing the role as you know the chef was a little that was real acting, right? It as was they it
6: was. It was well we, we got to study with some incredible chefs, go behind the scenes in a lot of amazing kitchens. And for those of folks who haven't been in New Orleans, really it's just an amazing place to visit. And the food is just incredible, and the music, and everyone's dripping fish or alcohol when they're walking down the <laughs> streets. and. And here I was, the vegetarian who doesn't drink. Uh, just yeah, like exactly. A, uh, observing. Observing, taking right. pictures. Just taking pictures. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Creating.
6: Yeah.
2: So you are also starring in a dark comedy sketch show on HBO called Random Acts of Flyness.
6: Yeah, yeah.
2: I would love to know what this is about.
6: Terrence Nance. We get to go inside the twisted, dark, entertaining, wildly fascinating mind and imagination of Terrence Nance, an incredible filmmaker who made an, a film called An Oversimplified. Of her beauty. And so this is like a sort of dark, twisted version of Keen Peel, I can say, um, oh. from his point of view. Yeah. Is this your first foray into sketch comedy? Yes, I am usually dark and miserable and <laughs> serious, so this is an attempt at trying to be light and funny. And yeah. Did it feel good? I felt uncomfortable. It felt
2: uncomfortable? <laughs> That's a good sign. Okay. That's a good sign. <laughs> Speaking of uncomfortable, <laughs> no, are you ready to play and Ask Me Another
6: Challenge? I don't know if I'm ready, but I'm willing to try.
2: Yes, you are. Give it up for an entire... <laughs> So, Antari, we looked you up on Instagram.
6: Wow. These guys are
2: thorough. (laughs) Thorough. I know. Instagram is readily available, just (laughs) so you know. (laughs) But we looked you up on Instagram, and we noticed that you like to dress up as your personal heroes, as you call them, your muses. Yes. So we wrote a game for you where every answer is a famous person you have dressed up as on Instagram. Wow. Okay? (laughs) So we're going to have three clues for each person. The clues get progressively easier. Okay. So what I want you to do is ring in and guess as soon as you think you know the answer. Okay, cool. Okay? And if you do well enough, Sam Kimpton from Durham, North Carolina, will win and ask me another Rubik's Cube. Wow. I know. Exciting. Here we go. So, who am I? I said, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. What? (laughs) I said they start off hard. I went to law school in London and I had notoriously bad handwriting. I was an Indian activist whose nonviolent methods oh, directly inspired Martin Luther King Jr. Oh yeah,
6: yeah, my good friend Mahatma Gandhi. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> he is the reason he is the reason I'm vegetarian. Really? Oh. Yes, my experiments with truth, his book when I read that, I was like, yeah, I'm not eating meat again. And I'm going to wear clothes only made from Uganda. (laughs) But I've since digressed and now have other clothes. (laughs) But for a short period of time, I was literally wearing like sarongs that were hand woven in Uganda and walking around in sandals and eating vegetarian food because of that book, because of him. Because of that book. Yeah.
2: All right. Who am I? I said, you can play a shoestring if you're sincere. Hmm. There's a church named after me in San Francisco, and I was granted sainthood by the African Orthodox Church. Go ahead, Antari.
6: John Coltrane. John Coltrane, that is right. And a story about Coltrane, quickly. Yeah. John Coltrane, a love supreme, was playing when my daughter was born. <gasps> we played it. We were in the hospital, and they are like, do you want to play any music? And we were like, oh, Yes. So
2: how long is that song? It's like 17 minutes.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was on loop. Yeah. Uh,
2: I used to do a jazz morning show at college radio that Uh, I had to be up at 5 a.m. for uh, and I would grab Love Supreme and throw it on while I picked out the rest of my music (laughs) because I knew I had about 20 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who am I? I said make yourself do unpleasant things so as to gain the upper hand of your soul. Wow, I know that's intense. And I vote no. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I was the first African American to earn a doctorate from Harvard.
6: Oh, yes. Go ahead. W E B Du Bois. That is correct. <clears throat>
2: Co-founded the NAACP. And actually your inspiration for your character in The Nick.
6: Yes, not just mine. I believe Soderbergh and the writers on the show used him as inspiration for uh, D.W. Garrison Carr, who's the character I played on The Nick. Yeah. yeah. So very cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay,
2: uh, we have a couple more for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Who am I? I said, with my music, I create change. I'm using my music as a weapon. Ah. I trained as a radio producer at the Nigerian Broadcasting Corporation. Okay, I pioneered, <laughs> I pioneered Afrobeat music, and in 2010, a Broadway musical about my life won three Tony Awards. Oh, yes, this is Femi,
6: or Fela Kuti. That is correct, yes. 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 <laughs> Fela, did you see a sh- the show on Broadway? I did not see the show on oh. Broadway. Yeah,
2: I know. They're going to make a movie. Okay. Who am I? I said I have been imitated so well. I've heard people copy my mistakes. Wow, <laughs>
6: that's, that's amazing. That's a great quote.
2: <laughs> One of my most famous works came to me in a dream after I read a sci-fi novel. Huh. I ended a performance of Wild Thing by lighting my guitar on fire.
6: Wow, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah,
2: that's right, Jimi Hendrix. Fantastic. Puzzleger Archung, how did our special guest do? Congratulations, Antare.
4: You and listener Sam Kimpton both won. Ask me another Ruby's Cubes. Wow. Right, done. The Shy airs on Showtime. Give it up for Antare
2: Guma Mumbaho Winnie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Want our next special guest to play for you? Follow Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our next game is about celebrity resumes, and I don't care how famous you are, keep it to one page. Let's meet our contestants. First up, Faith Karg on buzzer number one. You're a speech and language pathologist. Welcome.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
2: Your opponent is Lance Merlot on buzzer number two. You work at a startup that coordinates freight trucks. Welcome.
7: Thanks so much. Glad to be here.
2: Faith, you also volunteer at an animal shelter and foster little animals.
3: Yes, but I am a foster failure. Um, What does that mean? So I went in one day and there's the sweetest little dog and she had her puppies and all the puppies were adopted and she just sat there watching me. So I took her home, and two and a half later, she's the love of my life.
2: <laughs> oh, you're a foster failure because you keep them. Exactly. Oh, that's, exactly. that's, a, that's perfect. I, yeah. yeah, everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. <laughs> Maybe they should change that term, foster failure.
3: Yeah, I feel like I'm a
2: foster winner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Lance, you are a big movie buff. Correct. Okay, you've seen a lot of movies your whole life. Mm-hmm. What is the last movie you saw that r- truly affected your outlook on life?
7: Oh, wow. Um. You know, the uh, the affecting ones aren't really my forte. Uh, oh, really?
2: You
7: but as far like as a, outlook goes, uh, yeah. uh, we saw Ant-Man recently. Yeah. And everything's really tiny or really big, so. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Changes your perspective, okay. for sure. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. They're good.
2: Okay, remember Faith and Lance, the first of you who wins two of our games will go to our final round. Let's go to your first game. Well, this is a trivia game called Mad Skills. We're going to read you fictional LinkedIn profiles of famous people. All of these people have names that sound like jobs or occupations. You just ring in to identify the person. Here we go. Skills include saving her own life in Alien, saving other people's lives in Aliens, and failing to save the film Alien 3. Also proficient in fiber art. Uh, Faith. Sigourney Weaver. That is correct. And just so you know, the alien made twice as much as her. LAUGHTER Oh, the alien was a woman. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Skills include composing jazz standards like Round Midnight and Straight No Chaser, knows when to improvise on the piano, and when to take a lifelong vow of silence. Faith. Monk. That is correct. Thelonious Monk.
1: Skills include multitasking in the sound of music, whistling, singing Edelweiss, and struggling to keep it platonic with the nanny. Also, an experienced drainage system installer. Faith.
3: Christopher Plummer.
1: Yeah,
2: that's right. Here's your next question. Skills include leading private investigations in moonlighting, leading a self titled sitcom, and leading sheep.
7: Lance. Sybil Shepherd.
2: You got it, that is correct.
1: Skills include giving the world's fanciest keynote presentations, best known for taking over the CEO job from Steve Jobs, and making apple chicken
2: salads at Apple.
1: Lance. Tim Cook. Tim Cook, that is
2: right. Skills include taking on roles too terrifying for other people, like playing a Spartan king in 300 and agreeing to co-star in The Ugly Truth. He likes to unwind with less demanding work, like running the male waitstaff of a large estate. Lance.
7: Gerard Butler.
2: That is correct, yes. And just so everyone knows that might be listening, yes, we have heard that his name is actually pronounced Jared.
1: I'm sorry. That's not how it's spelled. I know. This is your last clue. Skills include selling millions of albums, singing hints like Yeah and Love in This Club, also knowing where to find the nearest exit at a Justin Bieber concert. Lance. Usher. Usher. You
4: got it. Puzzle Guru Art Chung, how do our contestants do? Well done, Lance. You're one step closer to the final round. Okay.
2: Next up is a music parody we left plugged in all night, so it has a full charge. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Fastly. People expect websites and apps to be faster and more personalized than ever. And Fastly's Edge Cloud Platform makes it happen, giving developers the tools they need to go beyond what users expect. But it's not just about powerful technology. Fastly is known for putting the customer first. It's why they were named a leader in content delivery networks by review site G2. To learn how Fastly can help your business, visit fastly.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting the next installment of Fargo. Family is complicated. Crime is organized. The all-new Fargo takes you to 1950s Kansas City, where two criminal syndicates have struck an uneasy truce as they both fight for their piece of the American dream. Chris Rock and Jason Schwartzman star in this original tale of immigration, assimilation, and power. The fourth installment of Fargo premieres with back-to-back episodes Sunday, September 27th at 9 p.m. on FX and streams next day FX on Hulu.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with puzzle guru, Art Chung. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, we met our contestants, Faith and Lance. Coming up, grab your hairspray, put on your members-only jacket, and get ready to slow dance. It's time for some old-school power ballads. But first, let's check in with our contestants. Uh, Faith, what song would you pick to soundtrack a dramatic moment in your life?
3: Kelly Clarkson, A Moment Like This.
2: Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So a lot of very like lovely moments <laughs> if, that are dramatic in your life. Very good. Lance, what song would you pick to soundtrack a dramatic moment in your life?
7: Uh, Terminator 2 theme song?
2: <laughs> Do you have a specific moment in mind?
7: Very <laughs> <laughs> good. They're good. <laughs> and then it clangs. The clanging's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Your next game is a music parody game called Power Ballads.
1: We rewrote classic power ballads to make them about things that run on battery power. (laughs) (laughs) Don't laugh. This is my job. (laughs) Ring in to identify what I'm singing about, and if you get that right for a bonus point, you can name the song or the artist that I'm parodying.
2: Lance, you won the last game, so you win this, and you are in the final round. Faith, you need to win this, or you have to lick a 9-volt battery.
1: Okay, here we go.
5: In my life, there's been heartache and pain. I can't stand watching the same show again. I just sat down. Please hand me that thing to change this channel now.
1: Faith.
3: Oh, okay. So it's a remote control.
1: It is a remote control. That is correct. For a bonus point, can you name the song or the artist?
3: I Want to Know What Love Is.
1: Yeah, that's right. By Foreigner. You got it. Okay, here we go.
3: Did you ever
5: know that I can see you? I fastened a camera to this hunk. And it can fly high up to your window. My personal aircraft
1: sees your junk. Faith. Is
3: it a drone? It
1: is a drone.
3: That's correct. And um, the wind beneath my wings.
2: Yeah, that is correct. Well done. By junk, we mean the stuff in your garage.
3: (laughs)
1: Yeah, just like old junk you have lying around.
2: (laughs) Yep. You're motoring A big shot
5: Wealthy tool Who needs no Fossil fuel That Elon Musk's No fool
1: Lance Tesla? A Tesla is the answer, that's right For a bonus point Can you name the song Was or the, song? the
7: artist? Is it just motoring? Uh, that's not the title of the song. Price no. for Flight. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that's, those are also lyrics in the song, but that's not the title. It was Sister Christian ah. by Night Ranger.
5: And I don't want the world to see me It's a personal act, dim the lights Press on and the head starts to quiver Then I start to clean my pearly white
1: Faith.
3: Electric toothbrush. Electric
1: toothbrush is the answer.
2: The you, sexiest electric the sexiest toothbrush.
1: It's a very suggestive description of an electric <laughs> yes,
3: toothbrush.
2: That's
1: right. For a bonus point, can you name the song or the
3: artist? So it's the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Do you
1: know the name of the song? I'd be impressed if you did.
3: Um, I'm trying to think. I'm just,
1: I'm just curious. You have the point. I'm just curious.
3: No. Uh... <laughs> I just want you to know the titles, who is this one is where
1: The title's not in the lyrics. Um, the title's not in yeah. the lyrics. It's yeah. called Iris. Uh, I've heard that song a million uh, times. This is the first time I've ever learned uh. the name of it.
5: <laughs> At last, the smoke alarm isn't alone. I've got protection from the silent killer. Odorless gas could fill my home. But this makes a loud, beeping tone, extremely loud,
3: beeping tone. Faith. Carbon monoxide detector.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Can you get the bonus point?
3: It's got to be an 80s band. Uh, It's uh, Big Hair. (laughs) Uh, Can you be more specific? (laughs) Uh, Air Supply. I'm
1: sorry. No, it was uh, that was Heart. Okay. The song is Alone.
3: Hybrid has
5: all that I want, docking station or a touch screen. Got Mario's new Odyssey with my Joy Con.
1: Lance
7: Nintendo Switch
1: Oh yeah, Nintendo Switch For a bonus point, can you name the song or artist? We're in Heaven Yeah, I'll give it to you It's Heaven by Brian Adams That's right This is your last clue
5: Once upon a time I was using my phone Now I'm in the ER with Burns It's too late to sue
7: I hope Samsung takes returns Lance, was that the Galaxy Note S7? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's the Samsung Galaxy Note Seven. That is correct. Yeah, they used to they used to catch on fire.
2: Yeah, was Fun not clue. was not a feature. <laughs> when they said your phone's blowing up, they meant it. <laughs> well, they meant it for sure. Yeah.
1: Bonus point. Can you name the song or artist? It already left my head. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't do it in a very memorable way (laughs) That was Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler Yeah Art Chung, how did our contestants do?
4: Congratulations Faith, you won that game (laughs) You each won a game, so it's time for a quick game three I'm going to give you a category and You'll go back and forth naming things that fall into that category The first contestant to mess up will be eliminated Buzz in to answer first Here's your category Name the seven Harry Potter books Lance, you're up
7: Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That is correct, Faith.
3: Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix.
7: That is correct, Lance. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Correct, Faith.
3: Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows.
7: Correct, Lance. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Correct, Faith.
3: Harry Potter and... oh, It's, it's like Triwizard Tournament. I'm sorry, the
4: other two books were Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince Faith, we're sorry to see you go Lance, you're headed to the final round Good job
2: While Lauren and Lance get ready for the final round, it's time for Jonathan and I to play a game This is called Ask Me Another Again Later
4: Art Chung, how does this game work? Ophira, I'm going to ask you and Jonathan questions with a definitive yes or no answer. Then we'll ask a Magic 8-ball what it
5: thinks.
4: (laughs) At the end of the game, we'll find out who scored the most points. Here we go. Did the Cannes Film Festival create an award specifically for Samuel L. Jackson, which was never awarded again? (laughs) Ophira? (laughs) So the
2: the Cannes Film Festival created an award just for Samuel L. Jackson once Mm -hmm. for him. Mm -hmm. It was never awarded again.
4: That's, because the, that's the question. What would, what would the award be? For?
2: Best use of a curse word. <laughs>
4: <laughs> best it's movie about snakes on uh, transportation.
2: Probably. Why not? So I'm going to say yes.
4: Okay, Jonathan?
1: Yeah. The best uh, being devoured by a smart shark. <laughs> <laughs> True. Another award you might have uh, Spoiling, given to. Uh, Sorry, I deep I spoiled, blue sea. spoiled Deep Blue Sea for yeah, everybody. Yeah, for everybody.
4: <laughs> All right, let's ask the Magic 8-Ball. Magic 8-Ball simply says yes. Very mellow. The answer is yes. 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 Yeah,
7: yeah. All right. In
4: 1991, he won the award for his performance as a crack addict in Spike Lee's film Jungle Fever. The award was created specifically to honor that performance, and it's the first and only time it was ever awarded. All right, here's your next question. The oldest man to ever win an Olympic medal is John Copley. At 73 years old, he earned a silver medal at the 1948 Games in London. Was his event fencing? Jonathan? Well, I'm trying to...
1: Okay, he's 73. hmm I feel like there are not too many events you could win as a 73-year-old. Tug-of-war? I'm not sure that's an Olympic event.
2: <laughs> I think
1: it
4: was in 48. You don't have to tell me if it's...
1: No, I know. I'm just <laughs> trying to figure out if it's... Because I, like, I feel like it's possible that a dashing 73-year-old swordsman... <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. ...could... Win fencing, I think it would actually make a great movie because there's all these hot shot up and- coming kids who think they're really great at fencing, mm-hmm. but they've just learned the modern garbage way yep. and he's, a, he's an old school gentleman
5: <laughs>
4: you know
1: who has, who has learned swordplay play uh, from the old. People in Europe, I don't know, I, somebody else will right. write it, Right. the movie, but I feel this like it's good, possible. This is right,
2: because all the young fencers are going to be jumping around like jackrabbits. Yeah, they're all be... wearing
1: sunglasses and <laughs> listening to their iPods. <laughs> and this is 1948, but you know the equivalent. Right,
2: they're singing in their head. They're singing in their head, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so you're saying yes. I'm saying yes, it's fancy.
2: Okay. Ophira?
4: I'm going to say it's synchronized swimming. So you're saying no. Sure. And the eight ball says? My reply is No. The answer is no, it was not fencing. Son it was engravings and etchings. <laughs> engravings and etchings? Yes, from 1912 to 1948, the Olympics held arts competitions as well as sports competitions. <laughs> well, that's hey. crazy talk. <laughs> Other categories included architectural design and town planning. <laughs> instrumental, town planning? Instrumental and chamber music and, uh, self-referentially enough, medals and plaques. See, you could win a medal, so you in could medals. engrave
2: your own plaque. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah, here's your next question Does Vermont have a law protecting clotheslines from being banned? Jonathan,
1: there's a law saying that nobody can make a law banning clotheslines. Yep,
2: don't they have any laws about double negatives? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I feel
1: like if it is true, there's a really interesting story behind it because <laughs> somebody was going around banning clotheslines for nefarious purposes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. That's true. If I basically if I can write a movie script around it, then yeah, it's true.
4: Sounds good, Afira.
2: Um, well, it's just so weirdly worded that I feel like if you guys were going to write a fake one, you would say, "Does Vermont have a law that right. permits closed lines uh-huh. instead of a law against banning. against banning?" Sort of a meta approach yeah. based on the question
1: you're yeah. going to say.
4: Yeah. So you're saying yes, yes, yes. The eight ball says, Outlook good which we will take as a yes. Sounds like a yes. A yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. Indeed. Yeah. It's it's for environmental reasons. Clotheslines are specifically protected from being banned along with other energy-saving measures such as solar power.
2: By the way, have you ever taken frozen jeans off of a clothesline in the winter? It's hilarious. They're like totally frozen and <laughs> you can like throw them and they just still stay in the shape of jeans. <laughs> It's
1: great. Is this what you did in Canada? <laughs>
2: this is what we did in Canada. My mother would not use the dryer. The dryer yeah. was only for
4: storing things. Right. <laughs> All right, here's your next question. Is eating turkey more likely to make you sleepy than other forms of poultry?
2: Whenever we have Thanksgiving at uh, my family, everyone does get sleepy, specifically after the turkey, but my mother does inject it with codeine. <laughs> so hard to say. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say, yes, turkey is especially high in tryptophan, and that makes you sleepy. Yes.
1: Yes. Jonathan. I have heard the same thing, that it's tryptophan in, in the turkey. Right. That makes you sleepy. Yep. But for all I know, it's a myth. I'm going to say no. Ooh, you're going to say no. Even though it's against my better judgment. Everything you believe. In. Everything I believe.
4: All right. The eight ball says, it is certain. Mm. Mm. Sounds like a yes. You want to change your answer, Jonathan?
1: No, I'm going. I might get a point.
4: All right. The answer is no. Jonathan's great. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Black is white, right is wrong. In fact, turkey contains less tryptophan per ounce than chicken or even Swiss cheese. So if you're sleepy on Thanksgiving, there are many other culprits. So you pass out after eating chicken cordon bleu. <laughs> Just too much. <laughs> well, that's the last question. And the winner is it's a three way tie. <laughs>
2: oh, fantastic. It is time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalists, Lauren Girard, who had trouble twirling in Turkey. And Lance Merlot, who says the movie Ant-Man really changed his perspective. (laughs) Puzzle Archung, take it away.
4: Thanks, Afira. Lauren and Lance, your final round is called, Which Came First? It's simple. I'll give you two things, and you tell me which came first. If I gave you two people, you'd tell me who was born first. If I gave you two TV shows, you'd say which premiered first, and so on. Our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube, signed by Antare Guma Mbaho Mwine. We rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Lauren is going first. Lauren, Bruno Mars or Venus Williams?
3: Venus Williams. That's
4: right. Venus was born in 1980, Mars in 1985. Lance, Adele's album 19 or Taylor Swift's album 1989? Adele. That's correct. Adele in 2008. 1989 came out in 2014. Lauren, MTV or PBS? MTV. No, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. PBS came out in 1970. MTV, not till 1981. Lance, Spider-Man 2 or The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man 2. (laughs) That is correct. Spider-Man 2 came out in 2004. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out in 2014. Lauren, Mickey Mouse or Mickey Mantle?
3: Mickey Mantle.
4: No, I'm sorry. Mickey Mouse came out in 1928. Mickey Mantle was born in 1931. Lance, Captain Kangaroo or Captain Crunch?
7: Captain Kangaroo.
4: That is correct. Captain Kangaroo came out in 1955. Captain Crunch in 1963. Lauren, Jell-O or Marshmallow Fluff? Jell-O. That is correct. Jell-O came out in 1897. Marshmallow Fluff in 1917. Lance, The Amazing Race or RuPaul's Drag Race? The amazing race. That is correct. We're at the halfway point and Lance is in the lead 4 to 2. Lauren, The Good Wife or Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. That is correct. Breaking Bad came out in 2008, The Good Wife one year later. Lance, Broadway's The Lion King or Broadway's The Little Mermaid? Lion King. That's right. Lion King came out in 1997, The Little Mermaid in 2007. Lauren, The Mona Lisa by Leonardo da Vinci or The Scream by Edvard Munch? Mona Lisa. That is correct. Lance, Dracula or Frankenstein? Frankenstein. That is correct. Frankenstein came out in 1818, Dracula written in 1897. Here's the situation Lance is in the lead six to four. Lauren, if you get this question wrong, Lance wins the game. The Liberty Bell or the Eiffel Tower? The Liberty Bell. That is correct. The Liberty Bell came out in 1752, the Eiffel Tower, 1889. Lance, if you get this question right, you win. The Brooklyn Bridge or the Golden Gate Bridge? Brooklyn? That is correct. Well done.
2: Congratulations, Lance. And that's our show. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is
4: Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Valjolta
2: Cannon. Our puzzles were written by Madeline Kaplan, Mike Nothnagel, Scott Ross, and senior writers Karen Lurie and Josiah Madigan. Ask Me Another is produced by Mike Katzeth, Travis Lartok, Danny Shin, Ramel Wood, and our intern Camilla Franklin. Calm Ink Rainfall. Along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Rick Kwan, and David Hurkin. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House, Hot Heel Blues, and our production partner WNYC. I'm Harriet Begonia. Oh, Fira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, happy to hear you're still listening. And since you're still here, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review? We love to hear from you, and it helps others find out about our show. For additional information about new episodes, upcoming live shows, road shows, and bonus games, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks! Next time on Ask Me Another, we're at the pageant in St. Louis, munching on toasted ravioli and slinging hot puns. Plus, we're joined by indie pop duo Matt and Kim. Matt loves nature. Kim, not so much. We quiz them on how to survive in the great outdoors. So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.